Welcome to the second season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That sounds like the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle. And hey, we'll even have some time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the host of Pop Culture Elevator. Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. We're coming at you with Season 2, Episode 23. That's right. And as always, our sponsors are Precise Public Adjusting. Give them a call. If your insurance is giving you a hard time on a property loss claim, they'll represent you and make sure they honor the way that they agreed to treat you. And once again, that's Precise Public Adjusting at 817-992-5040. And don't forget to tell them Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Indeed. Do not forget to tell them that. I'm sure Big Mike would love to hear that. That's right. We came to you because of Pop Culture Elevator. Well, heck yeah, maybe give us some more money. That's right. Run around another table. Um, (laughs) All right, we are uh, talking about the movie Nobody. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, I've been looking forward to this movie for a little while. Uh, Same. I mean, anytime I see Bob Odenkirk anywhere... I'm going to come running, and he did not disappoint. And isn't it so funny, though, because Bob Odenkirk has been around basically you and I's whole life. Yeah, like he really has. Mr. Show. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head. There's just so many things that I've seen Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk in from, from when I was younger all the way till now. And, um, but it's funny because most people will say, oh, that's, that's Saul. From Breaking yeah. Bad. And, Saul Goodman, yeah. Better Call Saul. Uh, so and it's funny because he always for me he was always known as a comedian and all of a sudden he got yeah that he's just absolutely fantastic and and one of the best parts of the show uh i haven't watched better call saul yet and you know i will once it's all over and i'll binge it all it's amazing i've binged it many times i've actually binged it more although there are way more episodes of breaking bad um I've binged it way more times through than Breaking Bad. I would also argue, though, that Breaking Bad is not an easy binge. Uh, uh, you love it. But no, it's, it's a beautiful show. It's, it's so good. Time commitment. Yeah, time commitment. Uh, and also just the, it's a heavy, heavy show. Right. It's super I like heavy. That, yeah, I do too. But I'm just saying, like, it's not, maybe it's not something that I'm going to binge all the time. But, That's um, true. Anyway. Uh, so here we are, nobody. It's basically, uh, I would call this uh, Bob Odenkirk's um, John Wick. Absolutely. Except, That's exactly what I said. This is a John Wick. Yeah, it's John Wick, but it's but it's played, I feel like there are, uh, that's kind of played more 
dark comedy than John Wick is. It's literally Breaking Bad, like Walter White mixed with John Wick. Yeah, a little bit. Not, I mean, minus the drug running and all that stuff. I think, but like the the fights and everything, I think it was kind of a darker, like the the fights to me made me laugh a little bit, not because they were bad, but just because of how much brutal, how brutal and how much uh, Bob Odenkirk can take a punch throughout this whole movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, so and he can dish it out, right? Convincingly. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> spoilers galore, as always. Yeah. Um, Bob Odenkirk plays Hutch Manzel, who is like just he goes to work every day. Every day is exactly the same. It's a normal life. He uh, works for his wife's uh, father and brother's company. Um, he wants to buy the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that he wants to buy the company, but they don't really want to sell it to him. The marriage has lost its spice a little bit. They sleep with a pillow barrier between them. It's uh, basically a mini wall of China. I've never seen. I've never, yeah. s- well, I've never seen pillows like that. It's like, oh, we're gonna go down to the uh, uh, divorcee barn. Yeah, we're gonna get these. We're gonna get those. <laughs> brick pillows they're tall and they stand on their own and yeah <laughs> and then she, she's like oh i'm uh you know ready for a little affection and she like took like a lego block out of this <laughs> pillow <laughs> but the only person in his house that risks that loves him basically or respects him is the daughter the little daughter yes. the the older son has like no respect for the dad. Um, no. So basically, uh, he's just like a, a loser. Well, for better luck of a word, he's a loser. But we don't know anything about him. We just know that. And he, they yeah. show us the routine of going to work and doing all this stuff and <laughs> what's going on. We know that. Uh, so basically, he's a nobody. He's a nobody. And um, basically, he uh, his house gets robbed, and they only take a few dollars, and they take a what he thinks they take is a kitty cat bracelet that his daughter had. Mm, well, he just thinks he got they got the money. It's not until later that, that he realizes that it was that was in the bowl. And in the middle of the whole thing, the the there's two people that break in. There's a it's a husband and wife or whatever they are, and yeah, so they've got one this. gun, and she's got the gun. She keeps holding up the gun at at, uh, at Hutch, and then at one point the son comes down the stairs and we don't hear him and he jumps and he's, he's taking Sneak out. attack! Oh my gosh. Like, Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu moves. Uh, yeah. He's got yeah. him in an arm bar lock and the the wife's got the gun pointed at the kid and Hutch can... The female assailant. Yeah. And Hutch has got uh, a, a golf club uh-huh. and he could take the hit but he decides not to take the hit and we find out... Let's take the swing. Take, take the, the swing. swing. Yeah. And uh, the son basically is like, we could have taken him, we could have taken him. He's like, no, it didn't need to happen. And even the cop yeah. is like, well, if it was my family, I would have. It's like, dang, so, dude, just like... Yeah, but dang. what I truly loved and like thinking about that scene is the reason he didn't take the swing. And yes. you want to know, it's because the gun was not loaded. And he noticed that. He noticed it. And it's like, you know... In a heated moment, you took the time to notice yeah. somebody was pointing an unloaded gun at your son. 
regardless if it's loaded that swing would be taken otherwise but i love that he i mean you think about that he's like well these guys are you know probably starving or something like that and they're thieves and but either way i'll be able to find them because of this cool little bird tattoo yeah the tattoo (laughs) yeah it looks like some sort of uh south south american glyph yeah any bird glyph the, so excuse me. He moves on. He he's, he's decides after his daughter's like they took my kitty bracelet. He decides okay, I'm taking matters into my own hands. He goes to a bunch of tattoo shops in the middle of the night and finds one where and he, oh his dad's an FBI he's, agent. Yeah, yeah. His dad's an FBI agent. He goes to his dad. He steals his dad's FBI badge and his issued uh, gun, gun and all that. I mean, he goes the whole nine yards to. But I guess not. He's an FBI he agent, just, and he gets pretty far uh, until he finds the right people. Yeah, the right people. By the way, I'm going to pull up. His dad is played by Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Doc Brown, uh, the man, also, the myth, the legend. Right, and but he looks so old, man. Oh yeah. Lloyd came but, on the screen. I was like, oh my god. That guy's been going 88 for a long time. He's yeah. seen some serious shit. Well, and he's always looked old. <laughs> he looks older than he had, older than um, the last time I remember seeing him on screen or on TV well, show or whatever. So the last time I saw him, I felt he looked older. Now he actually, I mean, don't get me wrong, he looks old, but the, he actually looked younger because they always make him up to look old. Sure. I, I feel like the last time I actually watched anything with him in it, was uh, that show where he was like a pervert librarian or whatever? Oh, see, the last time I think I saw an appearance of his was, uh, it was basically him and um, uh, Michael J. Fox doing like a fundraiser and they popped out uh, yeah, on uh, that's the right. and whatnot. Was that during when he did the thing with Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy I think so. Kimmel or whatever? Yeah, I guess they has, he has a new show as well where uh, they go and look at different DeLoreans that have been turned into Back to the Future. It's it's on the Discovery Channel. Uh, I got to watch it because it's on, I've got Discovery Plus, so I've got to watch it and check that out. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Christopher Lloyd playing the father, who's an ex-FBI agent, um, goes and checks out, basically Hutch goes and checks out, finds a place. They're like, "Uh, what do you want? And uh, he's like, look, I'm looking for this guy. And it's, I love that scene. Basically, the dude sitting there next to the uh, t- in the tattoo shop sees a uh, what a, like an ace of aces. clubs, two aces uh, on his on Hutch's tattoo on his wrist, mm-hmm. and realizes, oh, ooh, I know who this guy is. Yes, says thank and you for your service. Lock, yeah, and thank locks you. his ass into like a oh, bunker. That was the best. Just and then. What is this uh, little window? Yeah. I love it. Thank you for your service. And he's like, thank you for yours, old man. Yeah, and he's just like, there are a couple guys in this world that would flash this kind of money, and one of them is the guy that wishes with that fiber of his being that you'll try and take it. And that's when he goes into the fucking room. No, it's, no, it's before room. he does it. It's before he goes in the room. Before he goes in the room. Yeah. Uh, or no, after he goes in the room. And then the dude who he says it to is like, so, uh, what can <laughs> I help you with? Because <laughs> yeah, right. um, uh, they were just threatening to yeah. beat him mercilessly. <laughs> and you already, you know, you already know something's up. Like something's up yeah. with this guy because there's something going on. Yeah. Um, and every anyone who's somebody recognizes <laughs> right. that he is 
somehow somebody. Well, and so I like later on when he's trying to explain what he does to the dude who's dying. He's like, oh, well, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a person you call a, what does he call himself? A, a, a auditor. Auditor. He's like, I'm an auditor. When everything, uh, when everything fails, I'm the last person to go in and I make it all disappear. Uh, you know, yes. I fix it, I clean it. And uh, it's like when the law fails, right? Yeah. I and so and he's, anything he does is just cleared. Yes. Like he can do anything he wants and someone gives a call and they're just like, okay, bye. Like he's yeah. cleared of all anything. And so, so uh, basically after he goes to the tattoo shop, they tell him where to find this guy. And he mm-hmm. breaks into their apartment like freaking Batman, like a ninja. Like you would never like the windows open. Yes. She goes to shut the window, and he's already in the house. Right? Boom. Yeah. Um, he goes in. He punches the dude in the face. He's like, "Where's the kitty cat bracelet?" Dude has no clue about it. <laughs> what a started the best interrogation. Where's the kitty cat bracelet? Where is it? <laughs> best Nicolas Cage impression ever. Yeah. Uh, and and basically the baby starts crying and you find out okay they got a baby, uh, they're just they're just hungry they they're poor because they're they sad. need to make yeah. it and so he just he leaves them he's on the bus going home which is so funny he's always on a bus you would think this dude has some money like get yourself a car but I think maybe it's more like I shouldn't have this a car this is all because... part of the wolf in sheep's clothing yeah it's all part of it so he's on the bus and he's idiot people come on the bus and start harassing everybody and he's like you know what i'm just gonna take these guys down a peg yeah he's got he's got so much frustration he just wailed on a brick wall outside of that couple's house because he couldn't do anything about it because he you know it's just a little bracelet and although it would really make his daughter happy to have it back he's like this isn't worth the altercation but then he sees a little girl, uh, excuse me, more of a, a young woman. Uh, young woman. Young woman. Uh, yeah, on the bus sitting there. And son, you could tell that she's about to get into maybe some sort of an unwanted alter- altercation with a group of uh, thugs that just drunkenly crashed outside of this bus. Oh, and yeah. they're like, bus, the party's going to continue. And you know how that right gonna, they're gonna uh, probably approach her and he's just like oh man this girl's not gonna have a good night tonight so he's like i hate this and he just is like i'm gonna f you up yeah that's my laugh. favorite part that's my favorite part. <laughs> I'm you up. they're like oh yes. old man he, he excuses the bus lady politely <laughs> he, does, he beats he beats the crap out of them but they beat the crap out of him too yeah. i mean what they throw like him out the, on one yeah they throw him out the bus window and they're all like, yeah. okay, oh my god!" opens but the door to you back up. <laughs> but the dude's like, oh, my teeth, are my teeth okay? Oh my god. He's like, and he's got like no teeth anymore. No teeth. Is it, is it bad? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then he, then he basically, he, like at one point he's like strangling a dude with a purse. And... Oh, then, the purse? I thought he cut off a seatbelt. Oh, this, is that what he's... No, no, no. He yeah, did cut off the seatbelt. He cut, no, he cut off the seatbelt and he put it on his fist to punch with. Oh, I think you're right. You're and then there's a pur- he takes the purse and puts it around the dude's neck because you can see the purse part on the neck. <laughs> uh, and he's like, and it's then fast, that's, right? It's 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 a fast uh, yeah. sequence. And that whole the kid or not the kid, one of the young one of the guys is trying to pick up the gun. Oh yeah, he has the gun. He mm-hmm. opens up the gun and lets all the bullets drop. 
like yeah. he means business to fight. But then yes. the dude's trying to pick up the gun and the bullets, and as he does that, he gets the crap beaten out of him by uh, Hutch, and he like Hutch does that crazy move where he like hits the windpipe real fast. Yep. And the dude's yep, choking the trachea. And oh yeah. To to make sure he doesn't kill him, he slits his throat and, and yeah, gives, gives a trachea tracheotomy with a straw. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was brutal. Oh, brutal. Maybe just as brutal as the scene where he's got the knife, and he stabs the dude in the knife, and then he hicks the knife through the dude's foot. Yes, uh, through the dude's uh, leg. I was like, oh my god. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's just some brutal fights in this movie. <laughs> they really are, um, but they're amazing. But you come to find out that the guy he gave the tracheotomy to, he's basically brain dead at this point. Uh, but he's and, connected. Yeah, and he's uh, he's the brother of a mob Russian mobster, Yulian, uh, uh-huh. who's played by Alexei Serebriakov, uh, nice. who's only been in Russian films before that. Uh, so I didn't find anything that we would have seen or anybody would have known unless you are Russian listening to this. Uh, very good actor, by the way. I liked mm-hmm. him in this movie. He's very uh, intimidating. But it turns out this is the wrong time to mess with him because he has in his... Uh, in He's basically holding all of the mob bosses 401k, like their right. money that they save for when they retire. Uh, he's got it. And so it's like he thinks that this is attack on what is the op, op, Obrush Obrakov? Obrush? Uh, Obrakash? Obrakash? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the movie's very light on plot. It's it's just this guy's just going and, and fighting and uh, doing all this stuff. Basically, Bob, uh, Hutch, Hutch has no clue about any of this stuff. Yeah. Hutch just at this point is like, okay, he knows he's being hunted. He talks to someone on a radio that we come to find out is Harry, that we also come to find out is his maybe adopted brother. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't know much about Harry. Really, they could make a sequel and, and give us more on this, and it looks like maybe there will be a sequel. Uh-huh. Uh, I agree. I hope so. Well, if you saw the end credits scene uh, where yeah. Harry and uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, what's his name in the movie? Da- David are driving off with all those guns behind them. Yes. Um, there's There probably will be a sequel, and that'd be great. But um, basically now it's just uh, Yulian is coming after Hutch and his family. Yeah. Um, the family knows, uh, at least the wife, the wife played by uh, Co- uh, Connie Nielsen. Her name is Becca. She was uh, uh, Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Hippolyta, thank you. Hippolyta and Wonder Woman. She's in Gladiator. She was also in One Hour Photo, which is a very good Oh, I forgot movie. about that. Very good movie. If you passengers, if you've never seen One Hour Photo, it's Robin Williams being really dark. Mm-hmm. Um it's it, so it's basically uh he goes to his family and his family his wife knew that he did something before that was unsavory. We know that, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't yeah. exactly know what it was. Uh, the kids have no idea, but basically now the Russians are going after them. He's got to hide them. He's going to go after the Russians. Um, and then it's just like all fighting. It's all like action scenes and uh, fight scenes and, and Bob Odegaard get the crap beat out of him. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's fight scenes. Oh, I know. I, I just love how when they, they finally taunt a team to his house, 
<clears throat> big no-no, by the way, that uh, he had a plan. He had a master circuit breaker, easily accessible, and the basement was like a panic room that you couldn't get in or out of. You really can only open it from the outside with his code. He beats that. I love that. He, ki- he kills almost everybody in the house. Yes, except people, people still he wants alive. to talk to. But what yeah. I absolutely love is he gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Like they do, they do catch him, and it's three guys, and they kidnap him. They got him in the back of the car. He's able to dislocate his thumb and pull his hand out of the out of the um, handcuffs. Handcuffs, and yes. He basically makes like a is a bomb, not a bomb. It's like uh, no, he gets an extinguisher, a fire extinguisher that comes with the car out of its little emergency uh, bay. Because uh, it's a nicer car, so they have a an extinguisher in there, and uh, he pokes his he break he bake breaks the back seat and uh, sprays he sprays it so that they can't see and they crash the car. It was just absolute genius. And then basically everyone like dies in the car crash, right? Except for the except for Yulian's right hand man, who's a, a black Russian. Oh, black Russian! I've never met one before. what are you or who are you or whatever and he explains it as the dude dies i love every time he tries to explain something to someone they die yes uh yeah when you were talking about it earlier and uh you know trace trying to explain his position or whatever and it's like a kid was being told a bedtime story and they fell asleep during the beginning of the story because they keep saying adorable but he keeps saying it he's like short story long yes <laughs> like no no i want the sh- i want the long story short yeah um but and then he goes <clears throat> to the rush he goes to yulian's and he's eating dinner in the club where yulian's singing i love that it's so ballsy yes and he's got the uh he came for the show yeah what's that thing a ued U- UI- uh, I- IUD. actually IUD. it's uh yeah, but it's an improvised no IED. Sorry, improvised explosive device. But uh, I thought that that uh, had a specific name. But yeah, like uh, exact- it's actually a Claymore mine because I thought an IED is really just any explosive that is meant to go off as like a booby trap. Maybe. That that kind is of felt a specific like- Claymore mine. Sure. So he's got that. And it's <clears> like he basically is saying, "Hey, here's the deal." We can just say, let's stop, or or you can come after me. But if you come right. after me, things are going things are going to hell. And he basically you already has, did come after me. Yeah, Julian has to leave let him leave because he's got the bomb. He gets in the car and he's got his fingers crossed that they'll come after him. Yes, yeah. He's like his just like his dad later on in the movie. He's like, you know. I really want all this good life and stuff, but damn if I didn't miss this. Yeah, it's just, it's great. Oh, and I guess before that, he, he brings gold over to his boss, his his wife's, <laughs> or his, uh, wife's da- dad, Yeah, and says, here's gold. I want the company. And the dad's like, yep, you've got it. And I love it. He punches the brother in the stomach. The brother's like, no, we're not selling. He goes to punch him in the face and he ducks. And punch yeah. the brother in the stomach, and he's like, "Just relax, relax, relax." <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Both," and he goes, "Get the f out of here." 
Yeah. He, oh, I love it. And then he like goes and he sets all this stuff up uh, to make the place booby trapped. Yes. Um, and we get basically like a good old Home Alone type scene. <laughs> <laughs> so they follow him to this place, and uh, and it's just like everything going off and fighting and. I don't know, man. A lot happens in a little... I mean, the movie's an hour and a half long. Yeah. It's a short movie, and it works. I don't want it to be any... I didn't want it to be any longer. Yeah, I honestly, I thought it was perfect length as well. I uh, don't get me wrong. I could have dealt with a lot more of this, but to be perfectly honest, I, I wanted to watch it again already, so I'm kind of glad that it's uh, kind of a short, yeah, short watch. It it's great. It's a perfect pace. It's nonstop action, uh, and uh, and also a family film. Uh, you know, it, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you, just like Mortal Kombat, maybe not take your ten year old, but uh, just because it's very brutal violence. Um, but it's really cool because uh, you know, just like in Mortal Kombat, there is a uh, family fueled rage. Uh, an urge to protect the family, but also to let out uh, the beast within. You know, yeah, so I, I think it's super fun. Yeah, no, it's great. I uh, I super I, I super enjoyed it. My favorite part, my absolute favorite part of the movie, is Hutch putting the claymore on the auto glass and then using it like a shield. Yes, running up, running up to Yulian, pulling the thing killing Yulian and him flying backwards because he's behind the, the bulletproof glass. Yep. That's, oh my uh, gosh. Physics for you. And then the best best part of it, so everyone's good, everyone's happy, everyone lives. I mean, all the good guys, the good guys live. Uh, Riza, the Riza uh, from Wu-Tang Clan, right? Riza's from Wu-Tang yes. Clan. Yeah. Uh, the Riza's in it. He plays Harry, who we talked about earlier, the adopted brother. He's fine. He gets shot through the shoulder, but he's fine. And everyone leaves, and I love it. Hutch goes back home, and I guess did he burn the house before or after? Uh, he burned the house um, right after he interrogated the first attackers. Right, and those attackers. That was so good because the attackers fell or died while he was trying to explain stuff too. Well, I love what he tells them that essentially the des- uh, the basement is designed to burn at twice the temperature it takes to uh, turn bone into ash. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, and essentially he knows how to do that from his FBI training, essentially. Right. Or, hey, well, he has uh, multiple uh, three-letter group training. But he gets he does get arrested. <clears throat> Uh, and I love it. They're trying to interrogate <laughs> him, and they're yeah. like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm nobody." And then they both get a phone call, and they're like, "You're free to go." Yep. And he he the next scene you know is them looking for a new house, and the wife seems to be super into the fact that he's now got this other life going on. Yeah. He's like, "Do you have a basement?" <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was good and then you get the end credits scene of them of Christopher Lloyd and RZA driving away I don't know there's not a lot to talk about the movie it's just a lot of action and a lot of like really like uh, gore and uh, that sort of stuff Uh but 
I just really enjoyed it. Like, I guess I'm just happy to have watched it. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I would have to say that this is one of the better action and, like, better action movies of the year. Um, I mean, there hasn't been a lot, that, but... Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I would even say, like, this might have been... I might have enjoyed this more than Mortal Kombat. I think I fact, mean, I, I'll flat out say it. I, but not by a lot. I, but I did. think I enjoyed it more than Mortal Kombat, but maybe it's just because I also... Mortal Kombat was... Uh, in the theater and yeah, True. nostalgia and all that. Uh, nobody was great. It might be also the fact that we had just been through uh, a tornado warning and we were in the oh, bathroom God. waiting it out. And then I was like, "Yeah, I had the most disjointed uh, movie watching experience yeah. as well." It, just... it was just a weird mood, but I <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's probably uh, one of my favorites of 2021. Uh, and I also think it's a must see. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my must see of 2021. Uh, I agree. I would have to say that this is a must see. If you don't want this movie this year, I would say you're actually missing out. Yeah, I, definitely. I think you're missing out. You know uh, what our passengers will also miss out on if they skip? What's that? Our sponsors. Ooh. Welcome back, passengers, to our birthday and news section. Um, this is a short one. And, you know, again, like I said, we might change it up a little bit later, but we haven't really gotten a chance to sit down and do that. So uh, let's keep going with it. Because I remember doing this last year. I remember doing these names last year. Uh, yeah. May 2nd, we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. I can smell what this man is cooking. I love it. I seriously uh, never thought, like, back in the day that I would love this man as much as I do now. No, right? It was right? fun. Yeah, exactly. I um, never thought he was this dynamic. Right. And he's got great comedic timing. And mm-hmm. um, I am super excited for the next few movies he's got coming up. Right now, he's filming um, Black Adam, which I'm super excited for. Yep. Uh, but I can't wait to see like Jungle Cruise, like Disney's Jungle Cruise with him and Emily Blunt. Like I'm really excited for that. Um, and then I guess he's gonna come back in Fast and the Furious Ten. Uh-huh. So I don't think he was in nine. I think that was during the feud. Hmm. They filmed it during their feud. The Rock yeah. and Vin Diesel. Yeah. So they he came in for. Seven. No, that was six. Six. He's the. It's the first intro, and the that's Hobbs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Hobbs. Yeah. And then seven. He's like on their side <clears throat> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after Dwayne the Rock Johnson, we got Ellie Kemper, who uh, is. Uh, I just like her from The Office. She was basically um, and not Andy. Ed Helms is Andy. Yeah, Andy's um, love interest. Right. Oh, uh, but also, I liked her in. <sighs> oh, come on. Kimmy Schmidt? Kimmy Schmidt, thank you. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt, but she also did a movie with Donald Glover uh, that was really funny, but I can't think of the name of it. Uh, hmm. it they play like uh, detectives, the Mystery Club or the. Anyway, it's really funny. I don't remember that one, yeah. May 3rd, we have Christina Hendricks, who was from Mad Men. Uh, Yes. Also, uh, and I don't know if they're still married, but she was married to uh, that little dude. uh, 
the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Um, that guy who I can't. Uh, that wasn't you. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Oh, She's married God. to him. I can't remember. That's hilarious. Yeah. I would have never seen that coming. No, not at all. May 4th, we have Will Arnett, who, uh, one of the deepest voices in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> I just always, he played Batman in the Lego Batman. Um, but of course, Job in Arrested Development. It's oh, illusion, Michael. Yes. It's an illusion. <laughs> He's also, babe, wait. Wait, babe. Wait. Hot Rod. <laughs> I love Will Arnett. Love that. Um, May 5th, we have Superman himself, Henry Cavill. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Man, I need more. I need, rumor has it, rumor has it that he is going to be in Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Excited. Also, The Witcher. The Witcher 2 already uh, finished filming, so The Witcher Season 2 will be out sooner than later, which is exciting. Great mm-hmm. Netflix series. Clark Duke, one of my uh, yes. favorites. I wish he would do more. Yeah, exactly. Like Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, Sex Drive. Uh-huh. I can't think of other movies off the top of my head, but I love him. I, exactly. Yeah, I love, especially, yeah, Sex Drive is just so hilarious, uh, regardless of what. <laughs> I can watch what, it anytime. What version you're watching, yeah, it's so Anytime. Good. Anytime. Uh, May 6th, we have uh, the venerable George Clooney. George uh, Clooney. The best Batman? No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> the kidding. best Batman. <laughs> uh, the second best Bruce Wayne, though. Uh, yeah, excuse me, third. Third. Third, third, third maybe? Third, third, third. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just Bruce Wayne. He has a that It's the chin and that confidence. Uh, but he is back. a little... Yeah, but also his confidence is just slightly over the top, like where it might get him too noticed. I don't know. Anyways, I like George Clooney. I like George Clooney. Yeah, I don't have any not so much. Uh, yeah, not not so much as a Batman, but he pulls it off. I think he's just a good actor in general. Batman yeah. was just a weird part for him to play. Yeah, he I mean, was can't... like sexiest man of the year. Listen, That's what Batman was for like five years. Listen, Batman cannot be shorter than Robin. <laughs> This is true. This is true, kid. Yeah. This is true, kid. (laughs) This is is bronze. (laughs) Um, Adrian Palicki. 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 Almost Wonder Woman at one time. Ah. She almost played Wonder Woman in a TV show. So. (laughs) But of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was she in Friday Night Lights, the TV series? Ah, I still, I still have not seen that. You should. We it's always really talk good. about it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, May seventh, Brecken Meyer. I put him in there because of uh, Road Trip. Oh uh, yeah, I love that guy. Certainly wasn't because of Garfield. <laughs> Bill Murray, what movie do I you regret know. doing? Maybe Garfield. Maybe Garfield. <laughs> Uh, Breckenmeyer, nice. He seems like a really nice dude. Did not really do much after road trip or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he in? Uh, was he in Rat Race? Uh, yes, he was. He yeah. right. He's friends with the guy with the tongue ring. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then May 8th, last but certainly not least, Stephen Amell, The Green Arrow. Our first live action Green Arrow. Or not our first, yes. but the best. The best live action Green Arrow. I still haven't seen any of it, so I... You should, uh, it's good. If you've watched The Flash, you should watch Arrow. Absolutely. Happy birthday to our celebrities. That's right. Without you, you would not be able to do it. We do, so thank you. Man, so uh, that's a short list. So let's move on to our news. Okay. Our news is short, too. It's very yes. short. It's very short. Nothing's really going on right now, which is okay. I'm okay with yeah. that. Except a twister blowing through Texas. Yes, man. That's the I'm most exciting night. Yeah. All right. Captain America 4 is set. Uh, Anthony Mackie yes. Falcon is going to star. I don't know about you, Mark, but I absolutely loved the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Absolutely. I mean, I could have done with more episodes, like maybe two more episodes yeah. of him doing a couple uh, foundational things with his new suit. Uh, maybe just showcasing the abilities of the suit, even if they don't go buck wild on all of the every single little uh, gadget or whatever. I could have just used a few episodes of action uh, because that's what I invested my time for. Sure. Well, that you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The story is great. The uh, message is great. But I I need a little something here. But again, uh, the other thing I really feel uh, is that next season, I think that they should just release it all at once. I I, I really if there is a next Disney season, this, but Disney is really next season. Listen, the reason Disney doesn't do that is because they are trying to keep the subscription base. You know what? Then give me like three at a time, or two yeah. at a time. Then that would be yeah, two releases two. or whatever. But um, that's that's fine. But you and like it let me binge two, and then maybe don't release for two weeks. I, I don't know. I because it's a binge, but also you could this could have been a movie. It could have been a movie. That definitely could have been, but I liked getting a little bit extra knowledge. I would have liked to have a little more extra knowledge. Uh, and I would have liked to have a better motive from the Flag Smashers. No, I, so I felt like they were supposed to be analogous. I thought it was a great, uh, I thought it was a great analogy to, you know, uh, to people who have a cause, uh, regardless of how radicalized they may well, be. Well, and it's, it's a. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty great, but I think that uh, so towards the end, right? What what really struck me with uh, uh, what was her name? The the character Carly. Uh, what really struck me about Carly was when she's actually fighting uh, Captain America, uh, played by Anthony. She essentially is just yelling, "Fight me!" Right, yeah, and he won't, and because, and that's where it reveals to me, anyways, that truly deep down, it is just about the fight. Um, well, she's and angry, and and at the end of the day, she just wants. It's just about taking down the next person. Well, and it's what Lamar said, right? In her way, Lamar said that the that the super serum or whatever. It, it's only really going to bring out who you really are. Power brings out exactly. it's gonna give you power. Power brings out who you really are. She yes. started becoming like, I don't care who dies. I don't care who I have to do to get this done. I'm just going to do it. And that wasn't really her at the start. And that's why some of the flag smashers that were following her were kind of like, I'm not big on this anymore. Um, right. I, you know, there was a lot that they need to t show us. I don't know whether or not this story is going to keep going in 
uh, Captain America 4, or if they mm-hmm. plan to do more in another season, or if there's even going to be another season. We already know that like WandaVision is probably a one-off on its own. Um, mm, man, I really like that. I could have done, I could, well, Loki, maybe not, not that story, but whatever comes next. Sure. Loki is the only one that we know of that is getting multiple seasons for sure. So uh, that's worth it. I'm, but, I'm excited for the Loki one. I'm really excited I, for Loki. I definitely need more of this, though. Uh, if anything, because of the importance of uh, of what of everything they talk about, I of love the, a black the representation, Isaiah, and Isaiah that a black man can be uh, a, a paragon American. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like Isaiah's like they will never let a black man be Captain America, and then I love the sister telling uh, Sam. Like, don't let what Isaiah says get to you. Like, you know what's going on now. You've got a different story. Yes. Um, and I, I love that he puts him in the museum, too. It just was a wonderful season. Immortalizes him. Yeah. I love the season. I, I, I look forward to more. I look forward to seeing Captain America 4 uh, and seeing what they do with, with Sam as Captain America. Um, and, and also, I'm sure that's where we're going to get more Bucky. Uh, I, I'm so interested in the Bucky story. I'm so interested in the U.S. agent story. I hated uh, Walker as Captain America, but becoming yes. U.S. agent, I'm excited. Yes, so I'm excited exactly. to see this continue. I uh, completely agree. I can't. Uh, that, that's why I'm like, there's no way we don't get a season of uh, Captain America. Or excuse yeah. me, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon it'll, and Winter Soldier. Maybe it'll be called something different because he's not Falcon anymore. Yeah, maybe it'll be Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I really like that. Or Captain America and the White Wolf. <laughs> Ooh, that would be cool. That would. I like that. And they better release those uh, t-shirts howling at the moon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need one. They just call it Cap and the Wolf. <laughs> yeah that sounds great all right do you remember that movie back in the day with john goodman where those little people were living in the walls of his house it's called the borrowers no it's an old uh, yeah. 90s film hmm. they're rebooting it hmm. um i don't you know i don't have any connection to the original borrowers i remember john goodman being in it i remember him being an angry man that's uh, I remember there being small little uh, mice-sized people, and that's about it. I remember, but they're rebooting it, guys. It is a slow news day. Yeah, it sure um, is. They're rebooting it. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm not. It's not even really on my radar. But hey, it's what's happening. Now. It's like if you said you reboot in the Goonies, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, totally. But if you're rebooting the Borrowers, I don't really care. <laughs> Maybe there's people out there like, no, the borrowers. This is my favorite book series and movie. Yeah, hey, and if that's you, uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I just, I just did, I just didn't watch it. All right, let's talk about the big problem in Hollywood. The big let's... problem in Hollywood right now is called Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Citizen Kane has been like the top-rated movie forever. Okay. Uh, 100% rating. Lost. Okay, I guess I have to watch that now. You've never seen Citizen Kane? I don't think so. It's where Rosebud comes from. Rosebud. Ah. No? I don't, you know, it's not my whole time favorite movie. It's just a lot of people love it. It's it's 
it's one of those movies when you talk about American cinema, uh, Citizen Kane is like American cinema at its greatest. I don't know. It's not. Well, my, I like I like Casablanca and Singing in the Rain. I'd put those in there. I don't know. If it's Citizen Kane's Citizen Kane was good. Don't get me wrong. Citizen Kane yeah. is a great movie. Uh, but the best, one hundred percent. I could give it a hundred percent. Like it's a it's a pretty perfect movie, but okay. it's not my favorite movie. Same. Anyway, um. It's been knocked down to like uh, 99% or something like that, which is not a huge <gasps> drop. But yeah. listen, it, it kind of shows uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, kind of iffiness here. The score and everything. It basically, um, it, it, what's, what's, it, it's really disregarded by critics, right? It's not a true reflection of movie success. I agree. Um, I've never agreed with top Rotten Tomatoes. Space ever. Okay, listen. Like Space Jam is one of the most widely acclaimed sports movies starring Michael Jordan. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes rated it with a low score of forty nine percent. But it's getting a sequel with LeBron James twenty five yeah. uh, years later, right? It does not reflect the score that it's been given. Sure, um, uh, but also um, I feel like we're in a generation where we milk a popular franchise for everything it's worth. worth. So I think that uh, while it may not be a 40, whatever, 47, you said? 49. Right? 49. And I, uh, I wouldn't put it much higher than a 60. But 60 is certified fresh. Oh, wonderful. Cool. So, and that might be worthy of a sequel. Uh, I don't necessarily like how they're just changing or canceling certain characters. Look, uh, look, look. We're not getting into that. Let's that not do that. Anything but to do with Rotten Tomatoes. I, I do. I Okay, cool. But I do think that maybe Rotten Tomatoes might knock it because it's more of a milking than a uh, well, progression. What the, what the problem is, is that critics in themselves are the problem, I think. Sure. Uh, so you have a bunch of critics coming together saying this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, but like maybe a bunch of critics also didn't review it like, or didn't put it online or whatever it may be. Um, like Steve, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. This critic score is 56%, but the, the score from the audience is 82%. Right. There should be a mixture of the two, right? I don't, you and I both know we don't trust Rotten Tomatoes as much as we would have before. Uh, I feel like you agree with it a little bit more than I do, or you trust it. I agree when the movie looks like a piece of crap and it's Rotten Tomatoes says it's a piece of crap. Like if it's like 10%, Uh, I'm trying to remember what movie it was, and the audience score is like, I loved it, Uh, 10%. Yeah, love bad movies though. Um, I would. Oh, contrary, I believe you like bad movies. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just I do think that there are some things that, uh, for its time and the nostalgia, uh, that they are worth more than some some you know, uh, hoity-toity critic would allow it to score. 
Right. And we don't count ourselves as critics. We just like talking about the movies and telling you what we think. Um, I wouldn't mind being a critic if you feel would allow, uh, hold me in such regard. I, I would proudly wear the title. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not a pro. Okay. So I just put in like Shawshank Redemption, which I feel is like a, an amazing movie of all time, essentially. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes scores it as a, oh, wait, 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 wait. 91, yeah, so I was looking at that, and the audience rates it at a 98. That's something that I feel is a very obvious, yeah, like a 90 to 98 score. That kind of a thing we're going to agree on, like like no doubt. But now I'm going to go ahead and put in something like Event Horizon, right? Which is another, I feel like is a, one of, a great movie for uh, of all time. Uh, I think underrated, but... Um, it is one of my favorites. So, boom, to the tomometer. So, what I like to refer to it, refer to it as as actually the tomato meter. Uh, it got a twenty eight percent audience score is sixty one. So I uh, event horizon. Oh, and I blatantly disagree with that. Uh, I would say uh, because of its production value, not necessarily holding up and like just little weird uh, things that, you know, like the deep freeze of space, there's a bottle that's floating and the water's not frozen in it. Uh, although everything else around it is, you know, things like that, knock it down to maybe like an 85 for me because of how scary it is. Uh, still the boiling point of, or excuse me, freezing point of alcohol in deep freeze. I feel like it would freeze. Uh, At least slushy conditions. For instance, here, uh, Mortal Kombat, the new one, okay. is at 56% with 211 critic reviews, where the audience score is 87% with 2,500 oh. verified ratings. Okay. I feel like that's a little inflated. Uh, well, so, uh, okay, so you said the critics, the tomato meter is a 56, right? And yep. the audience was an 80 something? Yep. Hmm. Uh, I might. I would probably put it somewhere in the seventies. So, so in that case, it'd be like an average. But look at the. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, whoops. <laughs> I thought that was the original Mortal Kombat, which is a. But it's actually annihilation. Uh, uh, is a two percent. So I have to get. I have to agree with that one. But okay, the original was a forty-four percent. Uh, and again, I might boost that up to like a fifty-five. So. And uh, the audience scores a 57. So I feel like I might agree with the audience a little bit more, but the tomato meter is pretty much always a fail for me. Okay, what about this? Nobody is at 83% tomato meter. And audience scores that. that's great. 94%. Yeah. I mean, so again, that's, that's great. It's also new. You know what I mean? Um, that shouldn't mean anything. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but I'm trying to go down things that are more... Uh, that are older something that because right now you know i feel like people get on the hype train a lot and especially with the pandemic where it's at it's everything's at our fingertips i feel like the real test of time is something that's older because the internet and streaming wasn't around uh when those movies came out um what's another one we could talk about i want to plug in forest gump but i feel like that's just going to be an automatic 
Isn't first uh, just like, get 100 all the time? You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm like, why waste our time? Anyway, the whole point. Keep this, going on. It's a subjective score. It's just a, it's not a great score to, to do your stuff by. They gave Forrest Gump a 71. Well, Forrest Gump is way better than a 71. J- exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I just see what the audience said. Anyway. One last, last one. Last one. Uh, so 95. See, there you go. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving on. We're moving on to our next sponsor. All right. Hey, Danny, today's sponsor is Bob's Big Bad Be Gone Bombardiers. No way. The masters of big screen brawling big bads? That's right. Want to smack down your enemies in epic fashion? Well, Bob's Big Bad Be Gone Bombardiers is opening its dojos to regular people like you and me for the first time in 25 years. Just tell them Pop Culture Elevator sent you and you'll get full access to trade secrets, giving you the chance to fight like a star. Wow. I can't believe this is a thing and that our passengers will be the first to step into this exclusive community. Thanks, Bob's Big Bad Begone Bombardiers. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, here we are to our favorite part of the show. I don't know if it's our favorite, but we like it. It's the elevator pitch. Right, passengers? You know the elevator pitch by now, but if you don't, uh, one of us gets trapped in an elevator. Not trapped in an elevator, but we get in an elevator and we're with a movie executive and we see our time to shine. We're going to tell them our movie idea. The catch is it's three random words. Mark, you are doing this today. I liked mine last time. I did too. So uh, we've got three random words I'm going to give you. Uh, I am waiting for them to come up because my internet is being the slows. Refresh, refresh, refresh. I know, right? I'm sitting here like, okay, here we go. I got it. Mm. Are you ready for your three words? Yes, sir. Hey, by the way, now the passengers know that truly is live. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No editing on this one. Your words are newspaper, cough, and toffee. Uh, huh. Okay. Ooh, I like this. I like this one. Okay. So, this is a story all about how your life uh, newspaper guy's life got flipped, <laughs> turned upside down. Uh, because essentially, this uh, this guy he he bought a newspaper factory, right? Okay. Uh, he started one, and he's had a great run. However, things have gone from print to the internet, right? It's sad, sad but true. Uh, but this man, he yes, he loved the newspaper. He loved it. He wasn't a writer per se. But he loved that he was like the owner of the building and he was the one that made sure all the machinery of the printing and all of the uh, mechanics of actually, you know, putting those papers, uh, they, they reminded him of uh, old school fancy machines and he just, he just admired the engineering. Well, he knows that his newspaper is going to close down and essentially stop using his paperwork and he looks back at his life and he says like, this was such an accomplishment but did it really bring people joy? You know, he sees what the news has kind of done and how things can be manipulated. So um, one day, you know, this man loves candy. So one day he's 
uh, just leaving the candy store. He's eating his normal toffee bar and he, he chokes on him a little bit and he coughs and, you know, it's his favorite flavor and he's just like, oh my God, you know, and he spits it out and he's like, huh, you know, damn, that was delicious, but whew, that almost got me. Uh, and then he looks at the candy bar and uh, it's his toffee and he's, he's, he gets this epiphany. He's like, this is what I should be doing with my machines. And so he spends his hours figuring out how to make all these newspaper reels and whatnot uh, modified in such a way that he can manufacture toffee and make his passion go into something a little bit more delightful and delicious. Oh, sounds cute. Yeah. It's like chocolate. I love how... (laughs) What? I love how a lot of your stuff you said were like lyrics from songs. Was it? Yeah. You know it's sad but true. Oh, uh, that's, just that's like, true. And there were some other things. But... Yeah, always fun on those elevator pitches. We're getting better at this. Now we need some people to come on and not be as good as us. Yes, because it's supposed to be funny, right? Now we're like actually spitting out decent ideas. We're already trying to trip each other up on the sponsors. Yes, that was a good one. This last one was a good one. <laughs> I can't wait to put together a blooper reel of all the, like, uh, you know, blooper, like, all of our yeah. mess-ups and uh, stutters or whatever. One of these guys. days, one of these days we'll have to get to it, but you're going to have to be in the room with me when we do it, because I am not Sounds choosing good. it all by myself. Uh, yeah, well, it'll also be really fun to make that, because we're just going to laugh for hours. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com Instagram at Pop Culture Elevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Pop Culture Elevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.